Oh yeah, you gotta turn the you gotta turn the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I've been using my uh, Steel Series mic because I heard that you know it's got some good tools built into the microphone to help block out sound. Actually, better than my blue microphone. As far as that's actually what I, that's what I'm using. That's the yeah. With oh that, yeah. With a little, little pop on it. Yeah. I got the I... Yeti. Or yeah, that's the like same that, exact yeah. one. Yeah, I got uh, I got this monstrosity, and I I uh, I really like it to podcast with. I actually do my reviews with my Steel Series, and you can still hear I sound a little tinny sometimes, like yeah, in, in the reviews. Um, the clarity, I think, like you can just hear the fullness uh, with with this guy. So I like to podcast with this, and I do my reviews basically out of. It's just way easier to do it instead of trying to hook this up and do all that. I do my reviews on on the iPad completely. So okay. Oh, cool. Nice. I figured it out. I just got some bad USB ports. Ah, uh, hey, Sam. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Do I sound tinny at all with this microphone? Oh, no, you sound good, man. Yeah. That's no, good. I think everybody sounds pretty good, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, so that's cool. We got We got a, a small dinner table today seems like yeah, unless i get yeah yeah unless... where's the six there was six on here oh i guess there's five because it bots one doesn't it uh yeah probably yeah well, i think it does yeah and i was people voted to have it tonight doesn't mean they wanted to be on <laughs> <laughs> right like suckers good yeah uh-huh. good i got him to good record good that's point. why i figured i'll i'll do one tonight and i'll do one next friday and i better get those sure. voted today that didn't show up better be on next one <laughs> Let's see if I can find what sucker decided. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make both for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, what I wanted to do is I actually I wanted to try something, which was this is why I put the the link in the Discord so that anybody who felt like jumping in they can jump in. Uh, for sure. Thankfully, I'm I'm glad you guys opted to join in from the beginning because we do have those core questions I like to ask, right? So like. I ask you to tell me, you know, who you are. Well, we know some of you because you've been on here before, and we know some of you because you do a bunch of reviews for our, the Nintendo dads. Yeah. So, um, but I like to be able to introduce anybody who's listening because, of course, I put this out as a as a podcast in essence, so you can hear it on your drive into work or on the way home or whatever, whatever you listen to your podcast from. So, uh, that's why I was trying to make it not only just the community thing that we used to do with hangouts but also make it an interesting topic conversation for sure so with that being said again this is a dinner table and this is actually going to be episode number four and today's episode is um got we have three people around three other people around the table we've got nick of course nick nick tendo who's part of our dad crossing trio Hopefully I can get the other two dads on as well for that. Um, sounds like next week you'll have Dan and Sean, so I'm I'm gonna hold them to it. I saw them right. on there, so they better nice. be here. Yeah, because that's the other thing too. Because usually I've been, I, what I wanted to do is hold do the dinner table podcast every third Thursday of the month, but that just happens to fall on what day? Doom Day. Animal Crossing Day. Yeah, yeah the Doom Day. <laughs> the day everybody plays Doom. That's what I'm gonna be doing. Yes. <laughs> So and I didn't even realize that when I said that because it was just was you know funny. I was trying to get back in the cadence of things. So that's why I figured, well, uh, what the heck? I'll just uh, 
do one this week for the month of February, the one I missed, uh, and then one for March early in the month. So, but cool. thanks for coming on, Nick. Got you there. Oh, I'm sorry. Your claim to fame that I put down because you didn't give me one is you'll do anything for a Klondike bar. That's no. that's right. 100%. 100% true. <laughs> All right. And then Antonio, your claim to fame is you're a Patreon producer and Nintendo Dad's community creator. And you got it. You're doing one hell of a job doing that too by doing all these reviews that you've been doing between you and Nick and and anybody else who's been banging them out. Cat, I think Cat Janitor's come done a couple. JC, uh, don't want to leave him out. JC Sorrell, he's yes. been doing quite a few. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All you guys. No, have been man, it's banging been a great out. experience. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, man. I've I've had the opportunity to play some really cool games over the last uh, you know four or five months that I've been I've been doing it. Um, I think like like the most the most notable one recently has been that Thronebreaker review. That was I mean it was yeah. huge huge game. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be, and that was that was that was a lot of fun to play. I bet that one uh, piqued my interest too, and uh, thankfully because I mean, like Justin said on yesterday's podcast, I don't know if I got to hear it yet, but he was yeah. Just saying how thankful he was uh, for you guys to do that. I don't know if he said it during the podcast or if it was during the pre or post show, but it was post show stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it is very much appreciated because I mean that's that's what I used to do, be able to do when I had time, and I don't know where that time went. It was like <laughs> I used to be able to go in and do these bang out these reviews, but now it's like thankfully you guys have been able to pick that up and get things done. So and my time has been if I. I have time to play games, as you guys heard, has been trying to knock out Luigi's Mansion 3. So, <laughs> but this is how I play games, right? So I play games when I have the time because, you know, we have, you know, dad life. Yeah. And we, I try to, the truth. and try to get in some games. How about you guys? How, when do you guys find the time to uh, play games? Antonio, why don't you go ahead and start? Yeah, no, it's it's usually it's usually after bedtime, right? It's after putting the after putting <laughs> the kids down. You know, I got I got a six year old and a three year old, so it's you know after after bedtime is usually the time I'll get in a couple a uh, couple hours. That's usually when I like um, capturing the most video for for the reviews too. So and lately, it's been most of my my playtime has been uh, directly for the reviews them, themselves. You know, I've been doing a lot of the. Um, I haven't been playing a lot of games directly for myself. You know, I've been doing it for, for the community. And out through that, I've had the opportunity to play some really great games, some that I didn't like as much. But that's, <laughs> I would say that's that's most of the time that I'm playing. Comes with the and territory, then, right? You know, like kind of like really tap into some old school nostalgia too. Because like on the uh, Saturday mornings, like uh, my, my oldest, my, my son and I will uh, we'll play, we'll play a little bit too. So that's, that's a lot of fun. That's cool. Very cool. Nick, how about you? When you find yeah, time well, to play, I got I got called out a couple times when we, when we got that year in review thing because I was up there with uh, with with John at I think almost a thousand hours. I think he beat me <laughs> by about seventy hours. And I remember you caught you called wow. me out. You were like, "How do you possibly play them?" <laughs> and to be quite frank, I don't know how I I, I hid that number from my wife. Um, so no, what? I'm not out. I'm not playing anything. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? <exactly. laughs> I um. I play a lot with I, this. This might be bad. I don't know. Um, I play a lot with my son, quite frankly. Cool. Um, so uh, we we just do. I mean, a lot of and Antonio's right. Like the reviews get a little a little addicting, quite frankly. Right. Yeah, like I'm like do. I don't have a review. I'm like, what am I gonna play? Oh my gosh, I don't have anything new to play. What am PT, I gonna do? What is that PTSD or whatever <laughs> they call it after? 
getting yeah. after not being able to play. Totally. And so it's like, geez, what do I do? I don't have a review. So I guess I got to play something for myself. I don't even know what that's going to be. <laughs> um, so that is a lot of fun. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And the fact that I have the chance to do that, my son thinks I'm amazingly cool that I get to review video games. Um, I just don't tell him that, that, that there's like indie stuff. And, um, and so I play a lot when I go to bed and I do try to make a habit of it. Like when Justin gives me a game, like I played this tilt pack game. It was this crazy, like just, it was just the joystick game. Totally something that Noah could, could get involved with. All of the captured footage I did was me and him playing that game. Like we played it together, we beat it together. And so whenever there's a chance that it's a game that he can get into, even even if it's just him watching it, he does like to just watch me play games sometimes if he's like frustrated with it or it's above his level. Um, I try to do it with him. And so, yeah, that's that's when I get it in. Cool. That's, all, that's awesome. And it used to be... I'm finding as I get older, it's harder for me to stay up as late as I used to when I was younger to be able to play, you know, until like two or three in the morning and still be able to get up early to go to work. Can't can't do it much anymore. Uh, I mean, I've noticed that when I've had to do the podcast with the, with the other dads, you know, like staying up till I'm on Easter Standard Time. So I'm up till two, two thirty in the morning sometimes. And just like the next day, I'm just like, oh, I need an energy drink. <laughs> so double espresso that morning double right. espresso. sam how about you uh how do you how, where do you put in the time to play games how do you you know make schedule it in your uh time and i know i know you don't have you know 20 kids that you know of but right as i said last time uh, i'm a fraud and i'm not a dad so i pretty much have it easy you're you're an uncle you count so you're fine there you go um but really, like for me, I keep to a pretty early schedule and my work is flexible. So if I like start my day at like 6.30, uh, I can end the day at three. And that's actually when I play a lot of games is usually between three before I need to get dinner ready, before I need to eat. Um, that's usually when I'm playing on my Switch or on my PC. Nice, that's cool. So it, that's this, this, and actually this question I have asked, it's something to kind of give you guys a little history here. Uh, in 2016, around E3 is when I started listening to the Nintendo Dads podcast uh, and found their Facebook community. And I asked them that question, how do you find time to play games? And then, you know, they, they brought it up on their podcast the following week, and it was fun to hear them. I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was basically the same thing. You know, you find ways, you know, in your schedule to do it. You know, you play, you find time to play with your kids, or um, or if you have nieces and nephews, you find time to play with them. Or if you kind of have a balance, even if you don't have kids, like Sam, you got to find a balance so you're not just playing games 24/7 and have no life with it outside of games, you know. So um, it's fun to hear what other people have to say. So if if anybody else is listening, or if anybody else joins in too, we'll ask them. But if anybody else is listening to podcasts, feel free to uh, listen know and Discord what how you find time to play your games. Well, with that, after the introductions, that was bit of an appetizer, I guess, if you will, for uh, what we talk about for, uh, you know, when we find to play games. But the topic for tonight, the one I didn't share with you guys ahead of time because we did a spontaneous gathering at the dinner table, 
uh, is do we really need to know what Nintendo is doing next? Do we really need to have that that direct we're so hungry for and haven't had yet? Because I mean, we're done with February pretty much, right? Yeah, tomorrow's leap day. Yeah. So do we? We didn't get a direct like we usually do from Nintendo in January or February. But really, if we look at it, either from past history or even looking at what the other companies do, do we really need to know what what's going on uh, with the net? What's you know in the pipelines and stuff like that? Why do we need to know that too? I, I the thing is like well I I mean. We're certainly hungry, like you said, like absolutely, like do, we want it. There's no, there's no, no doubt about that. But okay, like, okay, I'm bringing out it. the dinner. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> I know you're hungry. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do think it's more like I think Nintendo's built up enough equity that uh, you know we we all have a great deal of trust in, in what they've done in in this uh, in the life cycle of the Switch, at least for me. And um, I, I don't necessarily think that it's, it's something we need, but it's definitely something we want des- desperately bad. You know, you know. I feel I feel like Nintendo uh, throughout the life of the Switch, their how far they look forward has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter every year with the Switch. So it was like a year, and then it kind of seemed to be like six months, and now it really seems to be like game to game. Like we know Fire Emblem's coming up, and man, they just smash their social media with Fire Emblem stuff until like it passes, and then I really thought, okay, now we're on to Animal Crossing. But no, they spent a good bit of time talking about that Snack World game, which quite frankly does look pretty cool. I just haven't had any time to actually download it and play it. I mean, and so they were really on that game until it passed. And then right after it passed, it was like, boom, Animal Crossing stuff came immediately after that. So I don't know if they're going to keep doing it, but in the first few months of this year, or I guess there's only been two, but in these first two months, that really seems to be their strategy. Game to game to game. I'm going to be interested to see like when they break out further than that. Do I have to know? I don't. I will say though, as a dad who has like has to gauge what is coming up and how much money I need to pocket for what's happening. It would certainly help to know. Like, I mean, I knew that the last half of 2019 was heavy. Right. So I was like, I was like, it's, it's Father's Day. I'm like, yeah, you can just give me money and I will pocket it because I'm going to need it, right? Birthday's in August. Just give me cash because I'm going to need to pocket it because I'm going to need it all. So, I mean, in a real sense, it's helpful to know so that, you, so that you can buy the stuff that they're bringing out and not be surprised by five big games that come out in four months and you don't have the money for them. I think you yeah. made a good point too. Like they did that same exact thing, like with Fire Emblem. They did it with with Mario Maker last year as well. You know that kind of like media and social media blitz, like as leading up to the game. They did those dedicated directs. It was it was very like poignant and like and to the point. Come on, Sam. I know you got something there. Well, yeah. I mean, as you were saying <laughs> that, I, I was kind of thinking like. Uh, I think they want to avoid another situation like with Metroid Prime or even any other game that gets delayed. You know, they don't want to get out so far ahead of it. And I'm okay with that um, because to me, if you put out like a teaser trailer, like that game might as well not be real to me. Like if, totally. if there's not even a quarter that it's coming out uh, and we don't even see actual gameplay, we just see a, see a cutscene, then the game's... I mean, it could be a really exciting announcement, but 
you might as well not announce it, announce it as far as I, I'm concerned. That's kind of like what I was comparing, compared to Kickstarter to me, it seems like, where if you kickstart a game, you're, you're way, way behind on the you know, development cycle. You know, in a lot of cases, like a lot of things that I backed, and you got to wait a long time before you get to play that game, unless you happen to be uh, part of the beta testers and you get to do that kind of stuff. But that—that uh, that was my frustration with Kickstarter, and which is why I'm probably not going to kickstart a game for a long time. It's going to be very rare that I do compared to what I've done in the past. Uh, but it took so long. It's like, yeah, I'm excited about this game. This looks awesome. I can't wait to get it. But it was like a few years before I got to see anything. So, and it seemed like that was worse than when, or I guess maybe on par, like what PlayStation used to do with, you know, here's a new game we're going to give you in, in three or four years, you know? So, um, yeah, I can, I can see where Nintendo might want to do that. I can also understand if you, so like, I'm part of Dad Crossing. My Animal Crossing hype is 110%. And I don't really see anything past that because I don't care. But if it wasn't Animal Crossing and it was something, and I understand that Animal Crossing is not everybody's cup of tea. And so if it's not your cup of tea, I totally get where you're coming at, where you're like, well, I don't have anything right now. You know, like I, I don't have anything that's, that's solidly slated for this yeah. year because Animal Crossing is not my thing happy you know just like we always say happy for you people who it is but right what's for me because and so i can totally see if it was a game that i didn't care about yeah i would be the same way i'd be like i don't see anything for me this yeah. year what's up <laughs> that's a very good point and yeah, this would uh, be my this would be my first animal crossing so i'm interested to see see how this one turns out you know i was well, i wasn't sort of yeah, I'm 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 excited about it. I, I think especially now, like, um, kind of where where the uh, where my kids are, and you know, it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, you know, to kind of introduce that that to to the to the family. That's gonna it's gonna be cool. That is pretty exciting, and that's uh, something that I noticed too. Was this goes back to what I think Nintendo is learning in regards to um, distributing their games with third party games. Because that had always been the complaint from third parties is that Nintendo has always got the top selling game and takes away from the sales of their games, third parties games. So that's why they didn't want to put out any games for Nintendo. Why bother if Nintendo's going to put out a game during the same month and people are just going to spend their money on Nintendo games and not, you know, say my game at Ubisoft or my game mm. at Capcom, you know? Or EA. Um, or, or yeah, or EA. <laughs> Uh, EA just jumps off completely, you know, so, uh, but I was looking, I was curious, like, how does Nintendo first party games compare release wise to say PlayStation? And I didn't have enough time to dive deep into like the actual date for date per month for month and which was higher profile compared to maybe just, you know, lower, uh, you know, AAA versus your, your B or C type games but uh i noticed that they're pretty comparable to say playstation so i looked at playstation and i started i started with theirs in 2016 because that's when they were still doing well and it was harder to count 2019 for playstation because they that's when they're they're starting to slow down right so but starting with playstation 4 in 2016 they had 14 first party releases compared to all the other releases with the third parties to give space to them. Now, of those 14, 
I'd have to go back and look at the list but to see which is their actual major releases. And from memory, it didn't seem like it was, you know, all that much. So, and then if you go to 2017, they had 18 during that month. That was actually the most I've seen in all the games that were released, first party games that were released for PlayStation. Compared to Nintendo's first year on the Switch for 2017 was 11. They had 11 first party titles that were published for, you know, by Nintendo. So, and it seems, you know, when you say 11, that's pretty much one per month, right? So, uh, and that's, I know that's something that we were used to compared to, say, Nintendo's 2018, which actually was more with 19 games compared to PlayStation's 20, uh, excuse me, 12 games in 2018. And then 2019, Nintendo had 16 games compared to PlayStation's eight games, first-party games. So the reason why I wanted to look at that, too, was that, again, it goes back to, do we really need to know about these games and all that kind of stuff? And yes, I think it helps to plan out your year, right, what you're going to do on the release calendar. Um, plus, get some hype up, too. So that's why I think you're right, Nick. Maybe after Animal Crossing releases, we'll probably get some more information, uh, especially between that point uh, after Animal Crossing and up to, say, E3 or even through the summer. Um, but uh, looking at the list real quick, it looks like in going back to 2018 to compare, the two, excuse me, 2017, I'll look at the main titles that were released for PlayStation. They had, because it was published by Sony, but that was in Japan. I won't, actually, I won't even count that one, so never mind that one. So there was Gran Turismo, that's a big release for Sony. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, as we all know, was compared okay. to Zelda. Um, MLB show, the show, is always a big release for them. Uh, uh, is that Neo? They said it's published by Sony in Japan only, or outside of Japan. So that would be Neo. I'll say that's four. Uncharted Lost Legacy, that's five. And then Wipeout Collection, so six. They had six major releases, it looks like, uh, retail releases for that year. Compared to Nintendo's major releases. Do, 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 do. Get the list here. Where'd you go? Of course, my list jumped. <laughs> I think there's, there's probably a bit to do with also like where and where in the overall life cycle the the consoles are too. You know, I mean this yes. PlayStation definitely reaching towards the end of, end of theirs, whereas Nintendo's like probably in the in the in the middle of this of, of this particular uh, right. life cycle. Well, and I was trying what I wanted to look at it for too is to kind of we need to know what's going on, but also too a lot of people I think are very hungry for Nintendo games, right? Because we were used to sure getting so much from the wii u we depended on it between the wii u and the 3ds you know right that yeah. we needed we needed something from nintendo to keep us going um and then the switch we kind of expected the same nintendo now with all their resources pulled into this nintendo switch we thought we would get a new nintendo title every month we would get something new right or at least a major title uh, something substantial yeah yes so but i think a lot of people are forgetting that they're trying i think nintendo even mentioned that they're trying to stagger this out so that 
there's more space for third parties to be able to focus on their titles and even the indies as Nintendo has brought to light a lot of those indie titles. So it kind of helps fill in the gaps. What do you guys think? What do you think about like how the like the effect of like how consumable Nintendo games are? You know what I mean? Because in in certain instances the the games are are a little bit more uh, you know they're more lighthearted. Typically, some especially with with some of the games they don't take as long. Think about like just Link's Awakening, for instance. I mean, it's not as like as hefty as like you know Jedi Fallen Order, for you know. Yeah. I mean, I know you have your your Zeldas and 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 your well even Odyssey for you know is it wasn't a terribly long game. But I, I think the games are just, um, you know, more consumable. Things you can you can you can play and get through um, w- within a month's time. You're ready for that next uh, big title to come through. Um, whereas, I, at least for in my experience, some of the Sony and, and even Xbox games are, are just going to be all just bigger tasks, you know, to 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 accomplish. I agree. What about you guys, Nick or Sam? How about you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to find, I finally found it. So I don't remember when they put this out or when they emailed this to me, um, but they, I think they knew this was going to be a thing because they, you know, the email you got, which gave um, an overview of all the 2020 games that they assumed was, were going to were gonna yeah, come. Yeah. Um, I found that list and I think that, like, I think that email was, a, was kind of them saying, Listen, we got these games. They may we got not you. have they may not have dates. Yeah, exactly, Antonio. We got you. Just, listen, we want to do this our way, but we want you to realize that we right. understand, you know. And so, I mean, they pumped this thing out with the Pokemon, the 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 expansion packs. I mean, they come out with mm-hmm. just all these different all these different things, Final Fantasy. But to be fair, we got Xenoblade, which is their Smash uh, DLC. Well, I'm saying DLC a lot here, right? Um, like, a lot of these yeah. really aren't mm-hmm. their published games. I mean, there's a lot of, like, Trials of Mana, Outer Worlds, Minecraft, Doom, No More Heroes, Silk Song. Um, these are all great games, but they're, they're not Nintendo games. Like, looking on here, games that Nintendo has pointed out that's theirs after Animal Crossing um it that's not dlc is uh xenoblade chronicles there you there on that on that list at least there might be others that are slated i don't know i'm not looking at that but on the list that they emailed to us yeah xenoblade chronicles that's literally all i oh wait no final fantasy isn't there's what am i thinking um what date was that email again Man, I don't. I couldn't find it. I actually had literally i typed in google nintendo releases 2020 and searched images and it came up gotcha and so, yeah, I can't remember. So, I want to say it came out like a month. Well, it was like a month ago, I think. Okay. I was going to say a month or two, but that wouldn't make sense because that would have been <laughs> last year. So, yeah, I think they know it was, I think they know it's an issue. Um, and they, they tried to like pre- get in front of it. That's the right word. Get in front of it with this email. Um, but I don't think it worked. I, that, that wasn't going to quell, that wasn't going to quell the crowd for sure. Right. Well, relying on DLC shouldn't surprise us. I mean, we heard it straight from Nintendo's president's mouth that, you know, they're going to be pushing DLC instead of doing all these sequels. And I think we're quick to forget that. But due to, you know, the time it takes to develop a game, and because Nintendo is pretty consistent about they don't even start the DLC until the game's out, uh, we're just kind of now seeing the actual effects of that. Because when they said that, then it was like, well, where's our DLC for Mario Super Mario Party? Where's our DLC for, for this and that and the other thing? And Or Mario Kart 8. Well, that plan changed after those games were out. 
Right. Yeah, yes. man, where's that Mario Party DLC? Come that on. That is a shocker, never, right? It's never coming. <laughs> I mean, most of the big franchises are on Switch now. You know, I mean, I feel sorry for Pikmin fans, and, you know, I would like Pikmin 4, but right. we've never really got a confirmation that that's coming. And Metroid, we know the status of, at least. But, you know, I think what a lot of people expect is like an Odyssey 2 now or, you know, maybe a Mario Kart 9. And it's like, that still wouldn't be quite as exciting because it's like, well, we already kind of have that. Why did they do that? I mean, the things that I think they could just live on DLC with, like Mario Kart 8, like they could live on DLC with that game. (laughs) For years. Yeah, but they just... Like, why don't you put DLC out for that? They just, they just don't. Um, I mean, Mario Kart 9 may very well be coming. Um, and more than good. likely I don't it know is. how you make it better. I, I'm afraid the bar is so high. I'm a, I, I would not want to be, like, the creative director for that game. Once they, like, pull a smash and, like, you know, everybody's here. You know, like, it's, it's, uh, it's every, you know, every cart, every track, you know, kind of deal. But even then, it's... I don't, you, you kind of want them to to release and, and 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 bring like new tracks and new carts and and new characters to you know to the fray you know all the time you know that would be so much fun. Well, you kind of sell us back Diddy Kong Racing. Oh yeah. God! Yeah. Don't even give me to start on the cars. I mean, I'm where where are my cars <laughs> at? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then they got to sell us a Zelda and a Mario this year, right? Or a Zelda or a Mario, one of the two, right? I mean, at some point, something's going to come out, whether Something. it be whether it be 3D World, Sunshine, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Odyssey 2. I'd love to see Galaxy. They are going to come out with some type of Zelda, Wind Waker, some type of Zelda Mario game. They Paper just, Mario, you yeah, know, something, something, something. something. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I just lost what I was about to say. <laughs> see what happens when you get old, you know, you can't remember what you were going to say. <laughs> So, but, uh, oh, uh, the, let's see, Mario games, Zelda games, and, uh, nope, see, I can't, I can't get it. <laughs> Thought I had it there. There's uh, the Prime, right? I mean, you would love to see Prime, right? The Prime trilogy or something like that, or? Of, of course. I, yeah. I've kind of given up on that. Every year I've said, yeah, or ever since the Switch, and we thought Prime 4 was coming, I was like, yeah, they're going to bring back the trilogy, you know? So, I, I guess, you know, it'd be easy to, well, I, I shouldn't say easy because they're going to have to remaster the trilogy to bring that over because of just a, a newer system, higher fidelity, um, with or without motion controls. Even though they did do the first two games, GameCube, you know that they had those kind of controllers there. But I think there would be some a lot of work to be done in that if they were releasing the trilogy, which made me think about that more. Which is why I think I said. I think I predicted this or mentioned it once, was that maybe they release each game on its own again as a remaster leading up to Metroid 4, Prime 4. So that, you know, if they if they were doing that, um, they do, okay, here's the remaster of Metroid Prime 1 first, remastered this year. And then 2021, here's 2, 2022, here's 3, and then later in 2024, you get four. Or it's 2023, you get number four. So, you know, or somehow however they work it out. Some but, timeline. 
yeah some yeah. timeline there where i do they... think it's important to your point that that they reintroduce fans to to the series yeah i think it's going to be important leading into the to the next game because i mean the the time lapse between when this when four comes out and when three came out is going to be you know the there's a bit of a chasm you right. know so i think it's going to be important that they they reintroduce fans bring some new younger fans in, into you know in into the game as well and uh give them an opportunity to kind of broaden their audience I agree exactly. that as a Nintendo fan, um, to be honest, I didn't, I, I played the first one and then I don't know, I just apparently skipped the other two. I've, I've not <laughs> played them at all. I would love, like, I don't even know when they came out, quite frankly. Um, it's been a while. I would, yeah, so I would love for them to release them however they want to release them. I would purchase them because I am interested to get back into the whole series. So I'm totally with you on that. I think the first one was 2002. I think that was when I mentioned, uh, that's how I came up with my name, Neo Prime, or not part of that wasn't the reason why, but somebody thought I used Metroid Prime, right? Uh, mm. As part of my Neo Prime name, but it was actually Transformers. So, uh, and the Neo came from the 1999 film, you know, The Matrix. So <laughs> that's why, that's where I got Neo Prime from. To kind of briefly go over that again. But, uh, but yeah, it was 2007. Yes. So, so you're talking 13 to potentially 15 years between games. I yeah. Mean, you're, I mean, you're absolutely going to have to reintroduce uh, newer and younger players to the series. They they would have never experienced e even the third, let alone the first. Right. Uh, uh, you know, within the trilogy. Well, and to think of what they did for that third one too is they went back and said, you know what, people are enjoying. Well, the Wii sold really well. So, hey, let's bring the GameCube one, versions 1 and 2 over to the Wii and give it the Wii control, yeah. you know, motion control, and make a trilogy pack. So no wonder people are thinking, you know, hey, bring out Metroid Prime Trilogy to the Switch, mm -hmm. you know. So it, there's some history there, and that's why I had always thought, you know, yeah, they're going to bring that out. Maybe they were at some point and then had to delay it because 4 got delayed, and, you know, so everything got pushed back. And who knows what else got pushed back in, in their review of things. So it's very interesting, which makes me think, is there something else that we're not thinking of that they did push back like Pikmin? You know, they, we had Miyamoto who said Pikmin 4 was there. Some people say hey, it's that Hey Pikmin game that he was talking about, but that wasn't called Pikmin 4 Hey Pikmin. It was called Hey Pikmin. So that, to me, that's a separate game me i think there is still a pikmin 4 but is there something that happened that nintendo is like well miyamoto your history of games lately hasn't been so good so we're not going to release that one right now what do you guys think is or is there some other game that we're not aware of? i mean i i mean i think we, we always hope right? <laughs> right there's 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 always hope i for me and uh, it's it's always donkey kong for me it's it's you know I, and even with the the kind of the weird offshoots and tangents we've seen in the series, you know, bringing in some bongos or something else, you know, there's there's always something new and 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 fun with 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 Donkey Kong. And other than Tropical Freeze, we haven't there hasn't been hiding her hair of of Donkey Kong on on the Switch, and that's something that I would I would like to see. You know, in my heart of hearts, I want to see like some kind of like you know, Donkey Kong 64 sequel or, or remaster personally. But um, yeah, I would love to see some, some kind of new Donkey Kong uh, game, uh, make it onto the Switch, you know, this year, next year, or even anywhere in the, in the life cycle. 
was it, that was retro that did the uh, freeze update for the switch, wasn't it? That they uh, brought that I'm, not, that I'm not sure. Yeah, there was that uh, you know rumored F Zero game that everybody thinks is the uh, Starlink. Uh, is it Starlink? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Battle for Atlas. Yeah, Battle for Atlas. Yeah. Yeah, that game that I got swindled on like way too much money on because it was twenty dollars two weeks later after I bought it. Uh, I'm not. It was. Yeah. It's not cheaper. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, but I'm not bitter, so it's okay. Um, uh, so, so I mean, there is always, you know, there's, I, yeah, I think there's always a possibility that there was some other stuff. I mean, I think, I think uh, before everything was done, Animal Crossing was supposed to be our December game because that's just too weird that there was nothing in December whatsoever. And uh, they decided to push push that. So, um, yeah. I actually kind of expect them to, uh, just thinking about how well ReFit did um, and just the timing of the lifetime of the Switch, I think that broader audience is going to be people who are just now picking the system up, you know, especially if they do a price cut this year. I think it'd make a lot of sense to push more games like that, that hit that more kind of casual audience, wider scope that don't usually play games, wouldn't buy a system right away. I totally agree. Where is Brain Age in America? Where Come is on, that man. game? I don't understand. <laughs> it must be that there's something going on that just Nintendo is holding out for some reason. Maybe it is for Animal Crossing to give it all Animal Crossing all its attention because they they truly do want to make this a, a seems like they want to make this a triple A title, right? That's what it seems for sure. like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all the all the time they're putting. I mean, twenty five, what twenty seven minutes they gave they gave yeah. it in a direct all by yeah. itself. Yeah. So that to me sounds sounds like they're you know they want to give it all its attention and then maybe that's why they held back, uh, Brain Age, um, but also to to appeal to that wider audience like they did with the Fit that maybe in that April time frame I think is when it sounds like they do a lot of those type things in Labo the uh, the this game uh the ring fit game i think was it but was it april to the initial point you know if that's what they're pushing this year is is that kind of bigger audience that isn't maybe you know huge fans of the mainstream franchises that we all are obsessive over those people aren't the ones who are going to watch it direct anyway i mean that's when you right. got to find you know ways to advertise outside the people who are going to go to your youtube channel and yeah that's what you've seen them do the Okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, Animal to crossing. that point, you know, they, they, they're doing the stuff in, in the airports and, and, you know, trying to, trying to try these like different, you know, channels of, of, of marketing and getting games in front of, you know, the broader audience. I think that's a great point. I mean, if, if they do want to kind of tackle, tackle that market, they're certainly going to have to branch outside of the directs. I mean, those are for fans like us, you know, that are, that are on top of this all the time and, and really, you know, dig that kind of thing. Um, certainly going to have to kind of broaden the scope. I mean, even uh, when the Switch launched or, or even I can remember back to like Wii Sports, like having it on like the late night talk shows and things like that, you know, uh, getting getting uh, getting eyes on the console that, that was kind of tackle that broader audience problem. Yeah, that goes back to uh, the numbers that we like to talk about, especially when we had Benji Sales on, when we were talking about numbers there. Or my part of my day job is looking at numbers, analytics type stuff. So that stuff appeals to me, uh, which is makes me think, yeah, we're the smaller numbers. We do have a bigger voice because a lot of us are content yeah. creators, right? So 
uh, Nintendo does have to be careful of that, which I think I heard somebody else say might have been Nintendo Shack, I think, that said that. But uh, I forget exactly. I, I listen to so many other <laughs> Nintendo shows, I forget who says what. It's good, yeah. But uh, um, there's there's something to be said now with more and more companies looking at their data and how their players play and when they play. Uh, so that, to me, could also mean why they do certain things that we may not, as the smaller numbers, even though we have the bigger voice, the hardcore, I guess, if you will, Nintendo fans, uh, want to know what's going on, going back to the original dinner topic there. You know, we, we are hungry. We want to know everything. We want to be that fly in the wall, right? So, um, but to Nintendo's numbers, they're, they want, they're a company. They need to make money. So they want to appeal to us first, which they did when they launched the Switch. They appealed to the hardcore gamer. They start, they got their main titles out, the Zelda game, the Super Mario Odyssey, you know, and then other games going forward. They let us know that other games that we would enjoy is, co- is coming out, like Prime 4, regardless of what we might think of, you know, how too soon that was. Um, and then Animal Crossing is starting to appeal more to not just the hardcore gamers, but it also appealed to the casual gamers or that demographic that they always tried to reach for, which was those ladies out there who like to play games too, and that phone market trying to pull them back into that handheld market. Which is why we got that, you know, Coral uh, Light Switch Light coming out, right, to appeal to ladies who like that color, uh, or even, you know, there's some gentlemen out there who like that color. Don't want to throw I any shade out. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, it's no pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah so. no, no, no shade taken. Yeah, no, I think it's a great <laughs> color. But like to, like I think to that point, like even my my wife has even talked about, you know, she she's gonna give Animal Crossing a, a yeah. shot. I think it was like we were, we were both you know she hasn't played one before i neither have i so i think it was kind of cool we're gonna get we're gonna give it a shot together so yeah, yeah I, I i totally agree with you on that and my my wife plays stardew valley and i keep asking her if she's gonna get into the animal crossing game because that's that's what she used to be into um she's like totally digging stardew valley and she's afraid <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Uh, getting into another game that would take you know take her away from that. so but uh it's very interesting she, she was tempting me to try to get Star Two Valley too because of the multiplayer. Got ten those crops. Yes. So, but <laughs> I told her I said I'm waiting for Animal Crossing. I want to get Animal Crossing. Try that out because usually in my family, Animal Crossing has been. And Nick, I know we're getting into the you know Dad Crossing territory here, but go for it, man. No, there's <laughs> never uh, there's never too much Animal Crossing in my opinion. <laughs> There's, it's crossover, right? So. That's right. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so uh, usually what happened in our household, it was, you know, we had the GameCube Animal Crossing, and it was mainly my son who played it the most. And my, my wife would get in and play, and then every now and then I'd come on, they'd say, hey, we left you something, you know, so I'd go in and play. Uh, so um, I kind of trailed away when it even got to the 3DS. I played a little bit there, but it wasn't as family-oriented or as engaging as the home console ones because everybody was around the TV and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, But this one seems like it's going to be that way, whether you do it on the one console or if everybody else has, if you're fortunate enough to have consoles of your own, to be able to you know jump in and do multiplayer. Um, it sounds like it would be a lot of fun to what you were saying, Antonio, to get the whole family to play. 
I think that's what kind of get, you know gotten me interested in in playing in general. Just you know being able to spend time with people you care about, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it's like a fun way to do that. You know, you you have the opportunity to to do something that's really chill. And I think that's what's gotten me, you know, it's, it's a tumultuous time out there in the, in the world these days. And it's just, it's, it's something fun to do with people you care about and, and, uh, and have a good time. And it's like, and, and it just looks really beautiful. And like the, the sounds seem pretty serene and it's, yeah, overall it's like, it seems like a pretty chill time. Right. Sam, you've been pretty quiet. What, uh, what do you think of all of this? Of Animal Crossing? Well, um, Animal Crossing or, <laughs> or anything uh, that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, Animal Crossing's been, uh, it's been one that I, I haven't ever liked as much as I anticipated liking it, but I'm hoping that changes. And I think, you know, being a little bit more involved in the, in the community on the Discord, I think that'll do that for me. That'll give me that extra push. Because like with New Leaf, I kind of, I played it pretty intensely for like a month and a half and then I just burned out I was like I don't want to do these virtual chores anymore I got all these other 3DS games to play I don't, right. I don't want to do this that makes sense yeah that was the thing I think might have burned me out too on the uh, New Leaf um, and I did jump back in when they did the the what was it the Amiibo Fest not Amiibo Festival but the, the Amiibo Upgrade uh I did jump in for a little bit there, but um, again, it still didn't, it was fun individually, but it was still the whole aspect of when we had a home council where everybody could, you know, the family could play together or now with the community, because you had a little bit of that, I think with the, what was it, Nick helped me out here with the microphone one on the Wii. Oh, We Speak? We yeah. Speak and the City Folk? Where you could start playing mm-hmm. with people online, right? Mm-hmm. So, and talk to people online. So that part was exciting. And I think that's what we'll get out of this new version. And especially well, for someone is, like Sam. It's funny because with the GameCube original, uh, my brother was really like excited to play Animal Crossing because he was really into Harvest Moon. Um, okay. And we had only like the little memory card that came with the game, the little like Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, that's right. It had enough space for one town. So we had to share a town. We couldn't share a town. <laughs> uh, we kept overriding each other's towns. Yes. It, it became like a bitter struggle for a little bit until we got a second memory card. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thankful for is that online yeah. aspect too. So for so, someone like Sam who doesn't have a bunch of people in his house playing that game together, he can get online. And for sure. Um, so I'm excited about that. But it definitely comes back to the whole – what got us into the Animal Crossing conversation is the is the casual gamer, right? I think it's you know what we call that, yeah. you know, where the Nintendo is trying to reach out to between Animal Crossing and hopefully when they release it from North America, the Brain Age, uh, the Ring Fit, obviously has been selling gangbusters. In fact, wasn't it Dan who went online was able to sell his for over a hundred dollars or something? Yeah, that's like crazy. That, so. No way. <laughs> yeah. Because people are yeah. looking for it, they're hungry for it. Because of, I guess it's harder to find right now because of uh, the. Well, we always remember though that you know the casual hardcore gamer—that's a fuzzy line, you know. That yes, it, you know, some people are very hardcore about their Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes, they hey, are. People start a whole podcast about it. Some that's people right. do. Those are crazy. Crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. And actually, you know, some 
I think my family would consider me a hardcore gamer, but me personally, I'll be honest, I think I'm more of a casual gamer because I don't go in. I'm not. I don't feel I'm as good of a gamer to define myself as a hardcore gamer. Where myself, if I look at say, let's say even like Sam here, I would say, dude, that dude's a hardcore gamer. The way he pulls off some of these wins in Monthly Mayhem and all that kind of stuff, right? So, um, have you seen that new Mario Kart Eight? What is it? The uh, Excite Bike score you got? That's ridiculous. Right. Exactly. I was challenged. I had to. <laughs> I don't even know how you make that score happen. I like or that time. Like I don't have any idea. I haven't watched videos to see if I can make that happen, and I can't even do that. Well, what? Let's do a I mean, magic it's always there. a relative term. Uh, for a long time, I've been in this weird limbo in Smash where I just can't play with most of my actual friends because I'm too good, and they won't play with me anymore. But then, like, I try going to tournaments, and there's people there. They're like, all they do is play Smash. Yes. So, you know, I went to tournaments for a while, better. and I just I could not place higher yeah. than 17th. It's very uh, humbling, like isn't it? Oh man, seventeen! Wow, that's that is rough. Yeah. Now, now that's you right. know how we feel, Sam. <laughs> now you know how we feel, Sam. Seventeen hundred, maybe, might be where I can. Maybe, maybe, if that. Right. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the last. Be... That's the last entrance, by the way. That, that's why I got that score. <laughs> it's your passion, though, that makes you a hardcore gamer. It's 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 uh you know. I think it's it's probably different from your overall skill, right? It's it's how you feel about it and what it means to you in the end. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to be able to use those titles, and I I understand people's gripe about you know don't put bucket me in here type of thing, but I think it's just I more of an easier way to have a conversation, right? Like I was saying, casual gamer Nintendo's yeah. going for, where like. Like I said, I, I could be bucketed in either one, depending on who's looking at me, right? So, um, but it's, um, it's or it also, I guess, goes along the same lines as those terms that marketing uses for millennials and Generation X oh, and Generation Z and boomers. <laughs> so, who's defining the buckets? You right, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, it all depends on your genre, right? I mean, like, I can play the Stardew Valley's um the animal crossings like you're right it's like would you can you be a hardcore animal crossing fan well that's kind of a weird thing to say right like that doesn't make any sense at all i got more but, turnips than you yeah yeah you know uh but in the sense of how you mean it i guess like i my passion is kind of what you're saying there my passion is stronger here than yeah. i am certainly not a hardcore first person shooter or smash player but when it comes to like I will tend those crops like nobody else when it comes to Stardew Valley, right? So, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't know what you want to call it, but that's where my passion lies. Like, I just like the cool. games that I can just, like, melt into the couch and not feel super stressed about. And you know what? Somebody who plays Smash, that's exactly what they say about Smash, right? If that's their right. passion. They're like, they don't, they don't view that as, like, high stress. That's just, like, they're in their zone. So that's what video games are all about. Yes. And that's where I think that passion comes in. When, again, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, why we want to know what Nintendo's doing, because we have that passion for what Nintendo does. We love Nintendo so much that we have to know what they're doing. We just got to know. And that's when we get frustrated why, you know, when they don't release that information in the way they, we got accustomed to. So to be fair to us as fans, I think 
um, when we get frustrated. So I think it's only fair because Nintendo set a cadence. Every January or February, they give us a direct. They give us something that tells us here's what to expect in the next few months. And we haven't gotten that yet. So people are clamoring and just speculating. And then, you know, the rumors get ridiculous. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's awesome. And any final any thoughts, gentlemen? You got any news from your uncle? <laughs> any news from my uncle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he told me there was a direct coming. It was the Animal Crossing one, right? So. Oh, great. great. He said. Awesome. He said. He said that the next one's gonna come when I go camping with my son next week. Okay. Would make sense because I won't be able to watch it because I'll be at camping. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> no, but that's that's uh we'll see. You know, Nintendo beats their drum at or what is it? They they drum do their thing at their own beat or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the beat of their own drum. Yes, yeah. thank you. So after they... Animal Crossing will be the interesting because we knew about games up until Animal Crossing, right? We knew about yeah, Tokyo yeah. Mirage, we knew about Snack World, we knew about Animal Crossing. Now we don't have any salad dates. So that'll be real interesting to see what they do after this. Great. And there's uh expect expectations for the next direct will be high whenever it does come. Yeah, like... Oh yes. I think it'll be, oh, they're going to announce something we didn't know was coming, and it'll release in a and couple it, months. And I would be show, if it happens. Every show, every podcast will speculate on what that's going to be covering. That, you know, it'll give us new things to talk about, right? We need those things. And, and I would love, I mean, <laughs> I think I was just mentioning on the Discord in the, the Dads After Dark, we're talking about Switch highlights. And, you know, for me, ARMS was one, just like Splatoon was for the Wii oh, yeah. days, just Nintendo coming out and giving you something you didn't know you wanted. Right. But you see it and you're like, I want that. Yes. I'm just trying to remember too. What was it that Nintendo said? What's coming out at the beginning of March? There's one game coming out. Uh, they don't have anything on this on this list. April twenty fourth is Trials of Mana on the on the email thing. So unless they've added something, which is certainly possible since when this came out. Okay, I just thought there was one more thing in the beginning of March before Animal Crossing. Try oh to... oh, Pokemon! I'm sorry, the rest mystery dungeon. Yeah. Oh yes, there it is. Okay. Sorry, I thought you said after. Sorry. Nope. Yeah, no. Before is the Rescue Team DX Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Okay, gotcha. And there was you a guys... bunch of words there, and I just put them all in different places. <laughs> so that's not that's not the actual title at all. The actual title is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Yeah, I go. went with the first one. The first one sounded good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Did any of you guys play that demo at all? No, no. Any interested in that? Not really. I mean, like this this last Pokemon is, is got me kind of back into the series. I hadn't played since I was, I mean, in middle school when the first, you know, the first, yeah, yeah. The, the first two releases came out. You know, right. back in the mid '90s. So like, I, I I played you know a little bit when they had the re-release of uh, of what was that yellow that you know Let's yes. Go was what yellow. I, I replayed that. Kind of got me back into the into the mood. And then I you know I played the Shield. But other than that, no, nah, I'm I'm not really into any of the kind of tangential games right i think that's gonna be good for like my kids per se because that's when when the originals came out was when my oldest was a kid you know so he he got in he was he loved pokemon he loved playing pokemon games and then when they started branching out to these type of things uh the dungeon games were his favorite 
you know, outside of the normal po Pokemon games were his favorites to play. And he always, he got cool. everyone that came out. So I can see my, especially my youngest, who's uh, going to be 12 this year. Uh, he's, you know, he loves Pokemon games and he seemed to be interested in this. He got the demo and he's playing it. So. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't even know there was a demo. So um, I'll have to download that because Noah... I was thinking that too. Noah might like it, uh, my son. Um, yeah. We we played Sword and Shield together, and then he spent all my money after I beat it. So I don't know. I don't know how he did that, but like, I, like I had so much money in that game after I beat it, and all of a sudden, like I went in there and it was all gone. And I was it's like, all gone. I don't even know how you did that, but that was fine. I told him he could do whatever he wanted uh, with it at that point. Um, and so yeah, I might have to download it and see if it's something that he would like. Cool. Sam, how about you? Any interested in the dungeon um, games? I played Etrian Mystery Dungeon. Okay. on the 3DS, so that's my only experience with the Mystery Dungeon series as a whole. It was okay, but I never finished it. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, this, is, this is one I probably will never get to. There's a little bit <laughs> right. of interest there, but as long as there's other stuff to play, it's just it's a low priority. Yeah, I hear you. Cool. Well, you got Battle of the Bikini Bottom coming out May 24th, so... <laughs> SpongeBob, so I'm sure I'm sure that's on the list. Don't don't forget that May 24th. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that demo. Since there's been no direct, like I facing facts, like I don't think there's anything huge coming until summer at the earliest. I mean, I think spring. Yeah, like June there, time. There's probably stuff we don't know about, but it's going to be you know ports or little indie games or you know, and, and they'll be fun and we'll be fine. I mean, there's there's stuff right. that came out last september that nobody has time to play <laughs> yeah i'm hoping i get done with luigi's mansion so i can get back to fire emblem that i started wasn't able to keep going with those those shows that we started to do <laughs> i was just gonna say, yeah, that was gonna the... say so when's the next one coming out right we'll come back hey you remember that i am episode? on my second new game plus in fire emblem now. there we go i'll have to get any difficulty i'll have you to get sam, all you guys you on there sam on there yes <laughs> Yes. That was the same cadence they had last year, too. You know, I mean, they came out, came out with Yoshi in March, and then it wasn't until the next big release was Mario Maker in June. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, it's the same kind of deal. Yeah. They're going to be so hope, loaded Mario on the back was that game nobody was expecting that came out. Like totally. You're, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people are hoping it's Mario Golf or something like that, <laughs> which is I cool. I can see that. Which yeah, I mean, cool. they did tennis in the summer. You know, you could you could totally see them doing doing golf or you know strikers. You know, yes. what, what have you? Either yeah. one of those, I'd be happy with golf or strikers. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I love for sure. I'm surprised they haven't come out with a Mario football. You know, American football game. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd the more that. I keep thinking about it, I'm like really convinced that a Splatoon spinoff and specifically like a Splatoon tactics game is a great Ooh. idea. That'd that be Nintendo cool. Should be on. That'd be really cool. Do you think that could be a uh, collaboration with Ubisoft? Ah, I, mean, well, I mean, it could be. Like, I, I picture it kind of a little bit along the lines of Mario Rabbids. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, they could just kind of, you know, look at that and, and use what they can. But, like, just, like, the more I think about it, even, like, the, the core mechanics of Splatoon where, like, your ink slows enemies down and their ink slows you down, but you can swim through your own. Like that could work in a turn-based strategy game. Like you just increase the amount you can move in a turn. Yeah. Ink bombs, everything. I could totally see that. That'd be really cool. 
But I, I mean, I really do think like a Splatoon spinoff of some sort seems inevitable because I don't think they can do Splatoon 3. I mean, we, we had this little talk on the Discord a while ago, like if they do what they did with the first two games, Splatoon 3 is going to come out and it's not going to have like a whole lot of maps or weapons. And if you put that on a shelf next to Splatoon 2, it's like, how is this better? How is this 3? It's a good point. It's the same thing with Mario Kart 9, though, right? Like, I mean, isn't it going to be the... I, I mean, I guess... I mean, you're, you're putting out a game on the same system that has the benefit of the DLC that was added and the deluxe version, which added the battle mode. Are you going to launch a game which is actually, like, better than that in every way? I, I remember... The difference, though, with, with Mario Kart is the fact that that was a port, you know, from the from the last system, and that we, we within this life cycle, we still haven't gotten a Mario Kart, whereas with Splatoon 2, that was, you know, bound to, to the Switch. And I remember what I forgot earlier, it had to do with Mario Kart, and that my, I was thinking that if they are going to do a Mario Kart and potentially get away with doing a Mario, Mario Kart on the same system they brought Mario Kart 8 out on, with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, um, I think they could, what they could do is do a sequel to one of our Mario Karts that some people hmm. like and maybe don't, and that's Double Dash. <laughs> I love they that could, game. <laughs> they could do a Mario Kart Double Dash 2 on the Switch. So you know? Here's why I, I think that's awesome and could definitely work. Because, right, they brought out Super uh, Super Mario Deluxe Wii U blah, 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 edition, right? And that's yeah. exactly – I think I talked about this on the last year table. That's exactly what they did is they – the only change they made is they laddered the characters to make it easier, right? If you were uh, Nabbit – and Double Dash is primed for something like that because you've got that second character that doesn't have to drive. He can just like, like my son would love if I just collected stuff and he could just shoot it, right? So that, <laughs> sure. and that seems to be something that Nintendo has leaned in heavy with on the Switch. And so I actually could see how they could see the benefit to that. Like they could see that being something that, that would really work in their current strategy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like two people in the cart, a sequel, doubles already in the name. I mean, it's it's ready, man. It's primed. The bump is primed. Let's <laughs> right? do it. Yeah, so I thought that would be kind of cool if they did that. Originally, I thought they could do a hefty DLC where you could pay like $20, $30 for uh, Mario Kart 8 DLC that turned mm. it into Double Dash. It would be, you know, Double Dash DLC oh, or something man. like that. So that you still had the core 8 with all the things we love about it add another few tracks, classic tracks and all that kind of stuff, but make it for Double Dash type aesthetics, and you'd still have that. But then it was like, well, maybe they got into it like they usually do, where they're like, okay, let's make this DLC, and then it ends up being a Breath of the Wild 2 thing, where it's like, you know, this is being this is turning into a full-blown game. Let's just make it a sequel. So it's just an idea. Again, you know, I have those crazy ideas that never come to fruition and I have to wear a paper bag on my hat because you know my predictions suck but it's a dream you know <laughs> what if they did come out with a double dash so reach for the stars dash. man that's reach right for reach for yeah, exactly reach for the stars man that's what the dinner table is all about <laughs> reaching for the stars that's right all right gentlemen we're getting towards the end of the dinner table yeah. so yeah. are there any final thoughts you'd like to share uh maybe a game that you wanted to share that uh that you have been playing or that you suggest people should play if they haven't checked it out? So I changed my mind on this like three times before the show. I literally just started playing this game today. Uh, it came to uh, Game Pass for PC. 
but it is also on all the consoles. It just okay. came out on all the consoles. It's been on think. PC for a while, and it just came to Switch, PS4, and Xbox. Uh, it is called Two Point Hospital, and it's just kind of hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's this like kind of simulation management game. So it's a lot of like resource management. You have to basically build and manage a hospital, you know, hire staff and buy equipment and lay out all the rooms and things. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's very humorous. It's got this really wacky vibe to it. All the, all the characters are kind of like cartoony. They kind of give me this, they remind me of Wallace and Gromit. That's kind of yeah. the style it's in. Um, but like you have these patients come in and they get diagnosed with uh, lightheadedness and their head will be a light bulb. <laughs> and so, you know, they have to get their diagnosis and then they'll go, if you have the, if you have a like special ward built for it, they'll go to a room where a doctor will uh, activate a machine that screws the light bulb out of their head and then gives them a new head. It's just, it's <laughs> so weird, but it's, it, apparently it doesn't take long to beat. Like you can, uh, but I guess beating it according to how long to beat is like five hours. But uh, that's just to get, like, your first star. So there's a couple different maps. And once you earn your first star okay. on each map, there's a max of three. It'll unlock the next. So I've already unlocked the third map after playing this for, like, two hours today. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just kind of a load of wacky fun. Um, I did notice, too, apparently, if, if your patients die, they can haunt the hospital as ghosts. Um, <laughs> That's a cool I noticed twist. I like some that. of the janitors you can hire are trained in ghost extermination. So I'm picturing just straight up Luigi's mansion vacuum up the ghost. <laughs> that That's is awesome. Happening. So what did you think about the overall price? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, we were going the same place, Antonio. Yeah, I was like, ahead, you're playing ahead. it on Game Pass, right? Yep, I'm playing it on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, that's with tech. I, I was in until I heard the price, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't, forty bucks, man. I don't know. Is it? 40 yeah, I, I would not pay. It's, 40 yes, thirty. Yeah, it's forty bucks. Man. Doesn't take long to. I mean, I could see if you got really into it, but honestly, it's really charming. But I don't know that the gameplay is something that will keep me hooked long term. It's just mm. kind of something that I, I probably wouldn't play it if it wasn't on Game Pass, but. If you have Game Pass on Xbox or PC, or if you want to get it, uh, I believe they're still running the deal where your first month is $1. They had a deal where your first three months was $1. Um, even at the standard price, Game Pass is like $5 a month for the PC only. Um, Game Pass is just a great deal. So. Ooh, Sega. Sega did this. That's cool. All right. I added it to my wish list. So now... What I'm hoping to see is in the next couple months or few months that, you know, we get a discount on it and I Absolutely. get alerted in an email. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be a hard drop on that game. I'd be surprised if it keeps that thirty nine ninety nine for long. Well, unless people keep saying like what Sam's saying. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool game. It's, it's funny. a good game pass. Or well, Marty was talking that. about it yesterday. Yeah. He, yeah, was, was he was sort of enjoying it. Or the yeah, he I, I don't remember exactly, but he, he was talking about like really similar comments. He was a lot of fun, but perhaps like $40. I mean, especially like now that you hear, I'm hearing like, I might only get like five to 10 hours out of this game. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I don't like to tie overall value, like in, in the overall hours, it's like enjoyment and how much I really, you know, had a good time. But at this, you know, you still want to be able to maybe stretch that, that $40 over, <laughs> over maybe a few, few more hours, you know? Do you see any replay value in this, Sam? Oh, uh, definitely. So like I said, um, I believe that 
that five hours is based on getting one star at each location and then building your hospital at the next location. Um, so getting three stars takes a lot longer. Like I, I okay. kept going on location two to see if I could get the second star and I still haven't gotten it. Cool. Um, so it, it's kind of a, it's more like that's just how you unlock things. So I think to people who are really into the game, the game doesn't start until after five hours. Um, but Got it. how much you would get into it, I'm, I'm not convinced of it. Because the gameplay is pretty much, it's, you know, it, it's a management game. So I could see, like, if it really grips you, you could get a lot of time, just like there's people who play, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon forever. But, like, you know, how long does it take to, quote, unquote, beat Roller Coaster Tycoon? Like, yeah, you could build one roller coaster and be like, okay, I'm done. I understand this game now. Right. That makes sense. Cool. All right, who's up next? Who wants to share their game they've been playing that everybody else should play? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that everybody else should play it. I, you know, I mean, so I just got done with a review of Rune Factory 4 Special Edition. Yes. Um, and so, man, this game was hard to review. Can I tell you? Like, just <laughs> not in a way that it was like a bad game, because it wasn't, but it, you could see that it was seven years old, right? I mean, you could, and you could see that it was initially on the DS. Like, you, could, you, could, you can just feel those things, knowing, comparing it now to a Stardew Valley. You can see the improvements that have been made in certain ways. And I just, it was like, ah, but it was, it's such a good game. It's got a, it's got a really good story. And if you like, if you like Stardew Valley, but you just wish that there was more combat, like more like maybe 50, 50 combat to the, the farming kind of all the other stuff that happens, then Rune Factory 4 is like your jam that you, you need to check it out. Right. Um, but uh, it was, it was a really fun game to play, and I, I actually uh, I've sunk a lot of time into it because I wanted to. You know, those games are hard. They got a ton of hours. Like I think I looked it up on how long it takes to beat, and it was the completionist was like 250 hours, I think, or something like that. I have not oh, put that much crazy. time. Crazy. Not put that much time into it. Let's. <laughs> um, but I think it was somewhere around 70 to just beat it, and so. But I wanted to get as far as I could before I had to do a review. It's always my my thing. Um, yeah. And so I put a I put a lot of time into it, and um, like Noah's sick and tired of watching me play this game. <laughs> he was like, "Would you do anything else?" I was like, "No, I gotta I gotta get further in this game." And so, so I wanted to be like, "Well, you really should just go play Stardew Valley." But I was like, "No, you really, you know." And so, ah, it was so tough to weigh my review on how on 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 how what to tell people. You know, I never like to tell people that you know you shouldn't watch, you shouldn't play this. I always like to just give them the what the game is and then kind of the price and then let them decide what to do. And, and so the other part is going back to the price of games, it's a $40 game. There's definitely the, the, the time there to play it. Right. But then you compare or the time there to get your $40 out of it. Um, but then you compare it to a game like Stardew Valley, which right now I think is $15 on the switch. And that, that has its time too. Right. And so it was very hard to kind of parse those all out in my head. But in, in the end, I, I came out that, that Rune Factory 4 has a story that it, that's, that's much, is there's just a lot more to the story in Rune Factory 4 than there is in, um, in Stardew Valley. 
Um, not that there's not a story there, but I just think it's it's more put together in Rune Factory 4. And the combat, if that's what you're into, there's a lot more of it there. But you still have the relationships in part. You still have the... Well, I shouldn't say you still have, because there's not a... I don't believe a lot of crafting in Stardew Valley, really. Um, and so you have crafting, and you have the relationship sim, and you have the farming and everything in Rune Factory 4. Um, they just kind of lean a little bit more into the combat. So that's that's what I've been playing for the last couple of weeks sinking a lot of time into and just finished the review for that. I think it just went up yesterday or something like that on, yes. our, on our YouTube site. I did the thumbnail. Good job. <laughs> you always do awesome thumbnails. Yeah, I dig the thumbnails, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. I have fun doing those. All right, Antonio, what's up? What you got? Well, I'll, maybe you'll be doing another thumbnail soon because I, I got another one that, that uh, hopefully will be, be posted over the next, like, you know, uh, either over the weekend or early next week, and that's that's a game that I've been reviewing. It's Kingdom Rush Frontiers, which I which I'm really I'm actually I'm really enjoying. Um, it's actually a port of it. It initially came out on mobile in in like 2012, which is which is crazy. And wow. then they actually brought it they brought it to Steam uh, much later, and and I think that's the actual version. And that was that was brought to the Switch, and it's a tower defense game, um, kind of cartoony feel. Um, and just like really cool hordes that you have to you have to fend off with with different towers and there's um, like this this build up element that I really enjoy. There's a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of StarCraft in there, but uh, definitely not as much RTS. Uh, I'm, I'm having a really good time with it. It's really easy to pick up and put down. Uh, just you know, you just get one of those games. It's just fun. You know what I mean? Like even yes. it, it might not be overly complicated, or you know, there's no, there's really no story involved. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of story with Kingdom Rush, but in in general, it's just it's 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 just fun. It's just plain out fun, and I think that's like kind of capturing some of the I'm I'm sure what people felt when they they had it on mobile. It's like really easy, like turn on the game, turn off the game, um, you know, play play a level here or there. Kind of runs through. A series of different levels that you can clear, uh, like uh, one star to three stars, uh, and work and work your way through, build up your your main character that that you're that you're working on. Just just a ton of fun, yeah. And and you'll see a review of that coming soon. I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> a really great game. And this is actually the first of uh, of multiple that they're going to be releasing. So oh. there were multiple games that uh, that came out in this Kingdom Rush series uh, so over the Kingdom last Rush Frontiers. That that's is? this yeah that's this one that uh, that we'll have okay. a review for here soon i'll get to um, work on that thumbnail <laughs> yeah really 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 uh really fun game um very cool very cool all right i i you know like i said my time has been very short with games uh i've been like trying to knock out luigi's mansion 3 because you know, that came out in october last year and I want to get that out of the way because I need to go back to I want to go back to Fire Emblem that came out even before then. So I want to finish my Blue Lions run. In fact, I actually I'm I guess fortunate that I didn't finish that first run because I'm still in before the uh, I guess the the big the big uh, break in the game. I guess not break as in the time skip. Time, the time skip. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, the time jump. I didn't get to that point yet. So with the DLC that's come out, I, you know, kind of left off before that. I got the DLC, so I might be able to take advantage of some of that DLC while playing the game still for the cool. first time. So uh, I'm looking forward to jumping into that. And 
I actually went through. I have been so busy. I haven't even been able to touch most of the Christmas games I got. <laughs> you know that. I, so I went through a lot of the physical games that I got. A few of them that I got to you know get the cartridges in and get the points for that. You know before they <laughs> before I forget. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, that's basically all I've been able to do. But probably this weekend, I'm hoping I've got I think a few more floors to go for. Luigi's Mansion. I'm hoping to be able to. Seems like one to two hours per floor. So if I can get through that this weekend, I'm, hope, I'm hoping I can get that done and knock out before I go. Because I'm supposed to be going to uh, Salt Lake City not this coming week, but the following week for a conference. So I want to take advantage of when I fly out there and yeah. while I'm there to be able to play some game, some of the Fire Emblem there. So. And who knows if I can't get to Luigi's Mansion, that might be when I finish that, and it's during that trip. So, but that's pretty much where what I've been doing. Oh, and of course, Asphalt Nine, you know, the racing game. So, I always play that game. You're all over. <laughs> yeah. That's one I can easily just jump into and just you know kill. It's, I don't have to. It's not a good game to play before going to bed. I'll tell you that because it's like I get all like, turn right. to race, <laughs> turn to win the first place. <laughs> so. All right. Well, if there's nothing else that we need to talk about, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys coming on the coming to my dinner table again this evening, especially on short notice, a, a spontaneous evening for uh, munching on the dinner. I hope everybody's full, got their fill. We this was, I think, a really good episode because we just kind of went into the flow of things, um, and hopefully, I can I can help continue that flow going forward. But the new thing I'd like to do is sign us off with a cheer. If you got a drink nearby, cheers. I'd cheers. like to say, may your gaming time be plentiful, fun, your backlog short, and you and your families <laughs> are blessed. Good night, peeps. Good night. Good night, brother. Yeah. Good talking to you guys. And we'll forgive you for that Ohio statement. Don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> Nothing needs to be forgiven. <laughs> Good night, guys. All right. See you, man.